Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey, it's me, it's me, it's J-A-C, and welcome back to our all of our friends in low places when two when words fail music speaks see what i did there see what you did there where where we fight depression with power of music i'm your professional handicap host like i said james andrew cox and no i'm still not divorced from the scooter from the muppets but maybe one day we'll see i hope it works out for you i I know you've been Pining after I've that been, for a while. I've been dying to, uh, yeah, do do like a uh, with a voiceover, you know. Yeah. Maybe I can. Well, I don't know. Muppets, you know. You should get into not only podcasting for a living, but doing voiceover work for a living, and that way you can lend your vocal skills to being the voice of Scooter from the Muppets. I would love that. I would love that. I mean, they're not going to have the same guy forever. Just, no, all I can do is just at home. Lend my voice to them, and they pay me some good money, so we can get this off and rolling. You know, get the get the money, and That's right. and then and then we can go on a, like a TV tour. You know, yeah, we can we can do so. we can go on tour, and we can make a whole shebang out of it. We can have all kind of things. We can have this podcast. I can do spook show on the road with you. Yeah, we can do um, and then we can do our voiceover work. That's right, and it'd be great. And I'll get okay. into reading. Uh, I'll, I'll read Audible yes. uh, books. Yes. I can I can do that for people. Anyway, if you're wondering who I am, who this yes. gent over here is that's sniffling. Who are you? Uh, who are you, and, sir? Uh, and causing a commotion. My name is, uh, or excuse me, I'm commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room, but only when I'm playing the drums, you, you son of a gun. Uh, I'm your endless source of useless music knowledge. My name is Blake Mosley, but you can call me Brosley, and I'm here to ruin your black tie affair. Oh, I see. Now, I will say, before we get into this episode, Uh if you guys don't already know where we're going with this episode and this intro that I have written, um, we're going to talk about Garth Brooks. And I will admit that I am not, you know, you know I'm not a huge country guy. Now, you are a huge country fan, and I I, I love that. I am. Um, you and Allie both. So, like, she was excited we were doing a Garth Brooks episode as well. But um, I, I'll i admit that I don't know anything about Garth Brooks except for the handful of things that really stood out just mainly in the, uh, the public eye as far as uh, his biggest hits and the Chris Gaines thing. I can't wait to get to that. But I'll tell you, I've, I've, I've enjoyed learning about Garth Brooks, and I am excited to now say that I know a little bit more than just Friends in Low Places and the Thunder Rolls. Um, but I can't stress to you how excited I am to get to the Chris Gaines. <laughs> the yeah, Chris Gaines was- thing has just always been so, so interesting to me. So I'm very, very excited. I don't know what his deal was with Chris. I I'm interested to know what he was thinking because when you go from Garth Brooks to Chris Gaines, that's a whole 180, right? Backwards or yeah, that's not a 360. That's got to be like a 180. 180 in sure. the in the wrong direction because Chris Gaines didn't gain any followers. <laughs> ah, wow! Holy <laughs> holy 
shnikes. Holy that was good. Sh- yeah. Holy shikes! Well, holy shikes! Holy just like yeah, but I, uh, um, what me and Blake were were, were doing with we were wondering what the next uh, subject for our the this greatest podcast in the world one of them at least right uh what, what the next um uh, subject would be I'm like well we haven't done any country music in a long time yeah you know and I'm like how about God broke and I know. That you're interested in Garbrooks and obviously Chris Gaines now. But, yeah. I, but I was like, hey, how about we do um, Garbrooks? And he's like, cool, we can do it. Yeah. So here we are, man. Yeah. So this is going to be yeah. fun for me and you. I think I think that most of our listeners have seen that we're, <laughs> we're definitely some metal guys and we're definitely some punk guys. Yeah. Um, but we, we do like all kinds of types of – all kinds of music. And we're – we're really looking to expand into more of uh, the the various genres out there. Um, I actually started uh, writing down a few more ideas that I've had for future episodes and kind of changing things up a little bit. So I'm excited to do that. I'll have to share. I, I haven't even shared that with you. Right. Me, I haven't even shared that with you today. Right. So that, that's the only the only one that knows about that is me. Oh, so God, I'm the man. only one that is uh, harvesting all of this knowledge that you guys don't know anything about. But I can tell you this, it's going to be really fun and very exciting. So, Which is great because even though you haven't shared anything with me, which is great because I, I really don't want to know until, you, until we say, hey, you know. Cause until always... we start recording. <laughs> yeah. We won't know what we're, what we're doing until That's we what, hit record. Well, well, I kind of have to know, you know, but not really. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. But um, what you don't know and what I know that you don't know, but I know that you. I I, I can go on that for hours. <laughs> <laughs> but um, have you heard of an application called uh, Pick Cherries? Pick Cherries. Picked Cherries. Oh no, I have not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a that's a uh, podcast app where okay. it, obviously you know, it's like pick. Okay, so cherries is like a small small fruit, right? Sure. Okay, so what, I had one today. You it did. Was in my yep. Was it was it in a uh, like a like a Sonic shake or something? Oh my! It God. was in a Chick Fil A milkshake. Yes. Um, so, but, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what pictures is this application on your phone where you can download and um, you can select snippets of a podcast and send it to whoever you want, friends, family, oh. and so that they can get like a taste of it, and then if they like it, they can uh, go off to the app first. And then listen to the to the uh, to the podcast. Wow! So okay. now we are on pictures. So anybody who wants to download the app for free, just go on there. Just download pictures. It's like a green circle with a cherry in the middle of it. Just in case you're wondering, and uh, you can pick your own snippet of our of your favorite podcast that we've done, and share okay. it with your friends. That is great because, you know, sometimes people, I've had people share podcasts with me before and it, it's hard to, when that, when you get an episode from a friend and the episode's like an hour and a half, two hours long. Yeah. I don't know if I've got the time to commit to like listening to this to see if I like it. You know, that's a good idea just to, you know, get just a sample of it. And, um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Awesome. So we're on there. We are on there right now, but I don't think any of our, um, it, it, I don't think any any of our episodes are up right now because we yeah. just got on her today. 
Okay. But if you go to to the uh, app and look for when well when words fail music speaks, there there's our logo with our new design. I'm not sure if you can yeah. see. It. Can you see it? Okay. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. Cool. Yeah. And okay. then and then uh, I think either tomorrow or the next day, all of our inter- all, all of our episodes is gonna be listed below, and uh, you can uh, select your favorite parts of our interviews or our main episodes, like today, like the one about yeah. Garth Brooks. Right. You can do it for Garth Brooks to them, you know, Monday, anytime you want to. And uh, yeah, I think it's a fantastic idea, you know. It is. Wow. That is, that is amazing. So picked cherries. Picked cherries. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Just like the fruit. So. Okay. Going back to Garth Brooks though, for a minute before yep. we get started on here, you know, I'm a, I'm a vinyl lover, right? Oh yeah. So I had to be, oh, so, oh, like, uh, I want to say like a year ago, maybe, maybe less, but I picked up Garth Brooks's, um, final collection. Yeah. Let me get to, okay. Yeah. And so quite a collection too. Yeah. Yes. Look it's at that. it's wow. legacy. I'm not sure what the spaceman is about, but, um, maybe Who we'll, knows? maybe we'll find out today. Okay. But, uh, I wonder if he's a believer in extraterrestrials. You, you and him can talk about it, too, you know? Okay. So, I'll have so, to uh, so, track him down. Yeah, <laughs> right. I will, too. So, in this collection, it has Garth Brooks, No Fences, okay. song you yep. and I were, were referencing today. Classic. Right. And then we got um, uh, uh, In Pieces. Uh-huh. I think that's what, yeah, you know, In Pieces. He had the right? bench shirts. He did. He did. He really? Chicken board. Yeah. And then my vinyls are falling over me to bit off today. We got we got the Chase album right here, the third uh-huh. album I think. Um, we got Mister, we got Fresh Horses. Yeah, which is not. I don't really dig this album, but but a lot, a lot of people do. Yeah, and then uh, we got um all, all all of his albums on CDs, oh, and then and then the last. Album that I got was his live concert. Yes, his, his okay. most fa- famous one. Look at but, that. Yeah. So um, I I'm hoping the guy that he releases the part two album, part two collection, because this yeah. is not it. This this is just like his first, like what five four albums, you know? Right. So yeah, but um, yeah, that's good. That what a what a collection too. Yeah. Um, and from from the notes that I have gathered uh, on Garth Brooks, he has done several greatest hits albums, which is right. quite an accomplishment. It's yeah. it's great if a if an artist or a band can do even one greatest hits album, but this guy just keeps the the longer he goes, he's like, oh, here's greatest hits volume seventeen, and it's just it's it's great to see though. Like that's yeah. that's good. I like when a when a an artist can do something like that and have that type of accomplishment. You put in the hard work and you're going to reap the benefits. I agree with you. But when you get to the stage of like, of like, this is uh, like the 23rd greatest hits CD. It's time to, <laughs> it's time to cut it out. You know, like Motley Crue has like, the, like a oh, dozen greatest. Right. I'm like, come on, dude, you gotta you you retire know, like, and live happily. Yeah. And not yeah. Have to, play a guitar ever again did, if you but if you love it that much did you hear that uh that okay so Motley Crue's back they finally they were finally doing the tour yeah. did you hear that that Tommy Lee broke his ribs playing 
like drumming, I think. No, I did not yeah. hear that. Yeah, he wow. broke his ribs drumming or something. But, but like, it's either uh, something happened before the, before the first show, uh-huh. or like during the show, he broke his ribs. I'm not sure why, but uh, they got um, a Tommy Cliftos. Uh, he was uh, the Ozzy Osbourne drummer, like oh, like way back yeah, when. Yeah. He took over the reins, so Tommy's healing. So I don't know. Okay. So yeah, yeah, very nice. Yeah. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, and I'm going to look it up right now, but I think the guy that you're talking about that plays for Ozzy Osbourne, he plays um, in Faith No More, doesn't he? Yes, that's that's yeah. it, that's who it was. That's yeah. what I was going to confirm. Yes, yeah. that's the guy that played drums in Faith No More yep, too. And yep, yep. Great drummer. Yeah. Great drummer. He is. Oh, Faith okay. Faith Faith every time it wouldn't be a worst failed music speaks <laughs> episode. If Blake didn't hit his <clears throat> microphone stand and everyone heard the springs, oh, uh, um, the stand go off. <laughs> last last uh, episode, you said you were, you ordered some kind of microphone. Has that came, has that came in yet? So no. I did not order anything. Oh. I am looking for a new microphone, but I, uh, uh, my buddy Robert said that he had an extra <laughs> microphone, um, and I just have not been able to uh, get up with him. Um, because he works a lot and it's hard to, it's yeah. hard to, to, I don't, I don't get to see him very much cause he's a, he's a hardworking feller. Um, but he has an extra microphone and, um, I'm supposed to be getting that from him. And then that way, whenever I have two microphones, I can bring Allie on the show and we can do our, uh, special episode we were going to do with her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll yeah, get there. Yeah. So. Okay. So I did talk to her and she said, yeah, she's, yeah, she's still loving the idea of her coming on. Yes. But I think enough is enough, and she has to come on soon because we've been talking about this for like almost Forever. three, I know. three years, I need, dude. I need to finish that and, and get that microphone. It's yeah. uh, it's in the works, yeah. everyone. So Allie, stay tuned. Allie, we'll I, will, I will give you my White Album Beatles album if you come on. Just come on, and I'll ship it to you. How about that? She's probably she she's gonna do it for sure now. All right, gonna do it. <laughs> anything before. for the white album. Well, for the white album. Yes, sir. Which is great. Out white yeah. album's great. You know. It is great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. So uh, okay. Uh, so getting back to Garth Brooks, though. Uh, why don't you uh, take it away and uh, let's find out yeah. some more information about Mister Garth Brooks. I didn't know this, but yeah, let's let's talk about his name for a minute. Yeah, so let's let's uh, let's jump right in. What a what a name too, uh, and what I like is that Garth Brooks is not a stage name. That is actually part of his name, right. Troyle Garth Brooks, uh, born February seventh, nineteen sixty two, is an American country music singer and songwriter. His integration of pop and rock elements into the country genre has earned him popularity, particularly. Uh, in the U.S., with success on the country music single and album charts, multi-platinum recordings, and record-breaking live performances while also crossing over into the mainstream pop arena. Mm. Brooks is the only artist in the music history, um, excuse me, in music history to have released nine albums that achieved diamond status in the United States, surpassing the Beatles' former record of six, by the way. Um, those albums are uh, Garth Brooks, which was certified diamond, No Fences, uh, which was 17 times platinum, uh, Rope in the Wind, 14 times platinum, The Chase, diamond, In Pieces, diamond, uh, The Hits, diamond, Sevens, diamond, Double Live, 21 times platinum, mm. and The Ultimate Hits, 
Diamond. Since 1989, Brooks has released 23 records in all, which include 13 studio albums, two live albums, three compilation albums, three Christmas albums, and four box sets, along with 77 singles. He's been busy. Um, he has uh, he has won several awards in his career, including two Grammy Awards, 17 American Music Awards, including artists of the 90s, of the 90s, not just of the year, of the 90s, uh, and the RIAA Award for Best Selling Solo Album uh, Artist of the Century in the U.S. What an accomplishment. So, Troyal, that's a definite name that I've right. never even heard of. That's you learn something new every day, y'all. And I learned, I learned something. Yeah. Not even like 17 minutes in the thing. I learned something brand new, y'all. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk about his roots first. Uh, Troy. Put on his roots, why don't you? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, oh, wait a minute. I just got it. Ha ha ha. Booyah. Uh, all of my roots. Yes, sir. So. <laughs> all right. So, Troyal Garth Brooks was born on February 7th, 1962 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was the youngest child of Troyal Raymond Brooks Jr. Um, he the, the, the father was born in 1931, who passed away in 2010. Um, a draftsman for an oil company and Colleen McElroy Carroll. Uh, 1929 to 1999. A 1950s-era country singer of Irish ancestry who recorded on the Capitol Records label and appeared on the Ozark Jubilee. Oh, wow, okay, so she was a country singer, too. She was also a country singer. So, as a child, Brooks often sang in casual family settings, uh, but his primary focus was in athletics. In high school... He played football and baseball and ran the heck out of track and field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, pretty good. Right. Uh, but he received a track scholarship to, uh, to Oklahoma State University in Stillwater, uh, where he competed in the javelin. At nights, he worked as a bouncer at a local bar and formed his own band, Santa Fe, uh, learning to play whatever the college audience wanted. Which is great. Give what the people want, what they want, right? That's right. Cover uh, bands are pretty impressive. So. Yes, yes, they are. Uh, but Brooks graduated in 1984 um, with a degree in advertising. Uh, his roommate Ty, Ty England later played guitar in his row band until going solo in '95. Yes, so sir. He created the band called Santa Fe, playing all kinds of music. So I yeah. guess they were like a cover band. You know, yeah, yeah, they were like a cover band, and I, I tell you, I love to go out like if there's a um, like to a restaurant or something like that, and especially if they're if they have live music because I love a cover band. Um, right, I've played music with people who absolutely despise <laughs> cover bands, and they're like, I would never play a cover band, yeah, but you know, it's you have to you have to give the people what they want. If you get up there and no one knows who you are and you play all of your original music then you're not going to have any success because no one knows those songs. Now, they may like them, but yeah. they don't know them. Right. So play what they want to hear. Yeah. You know, At least fine. until, like, the third hour that you're there and then play your original, you know. Yeah, you can slip in one and be like, oh, this, I wrote this song. And then you do it, and you're and people may 
you know, you've already like gotten their, you, you've piqued their interest because you're playing a lot of songs that they know and love. Mm. And then you're like, hey, this is one of my songs. Check it out. And then you do right. it. And then they're like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then you go back to playing your covers. There's right. a system. Trust me. And then later on, another, another one you're over to yeah. songs, you know? Slip yeah. another one in. Yeah. It's fine. Um, let's see. In 1985, Brooks began his professional music career singing and playing guitar in Oklahoma uh, clubs and bars, most notably Wild Willie Saloon in Stillwater. Uh, through his elder siblings, Brooks was exposed to a wide range of music. Although he listened to some country music, especially that of George Jones, uh, Brooks was most fond of rock music, citing James Taylor, Dan Fogelberg and Towns Van Zant as major influences. In 1981, after hearing Unwound, the debut single of George Strait, uh, Brooks decided that he was more interested in playing country music. Garth Brooks' eponymous first album was released in 1989 and was a chart success. It peaked at number two on the Billboard Top Country, um, the country Albums chart and reached number 13 on the Billboard 200 chart. Most of the album was traditionalist country, influenced in part by George Strait, obviously, because George Strait was the best to ever do it, right? Still the is. first single, yeah, still is. Uh, first, yeah, he's the man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first single, Much Too Young to Feel This Damn Old, that's how I, <laughs> I say that every day, uh, was a country top, uh, top 10 success. It was followed by Brooks' first number one single on the Hot Country, uh, Hot country Songs chart, if Tomorrow Never Comes, and then Not Counting You reached number two, uh, and The Dance uh, reached number one. Its music video, directed by uh, John Lloyd Miller, gave Brooks his first push towards a broader audience. Brooks has later claimed uh, that out of all the songs that he has recorded, The Dance remains his favorite. In 1989, uh, Brooks embarked on his first major concert tour as an opening act for Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers, how about that? Yeah, like, man, Kenny Rogers that. was the man back there. The gambler, what? The Come gambler, on yeah. So you're, you know, wow. I, I I can't even imagine like your first like major tour, more than just you know playing at a couple, um, you know, bars and clubs and stuff. Yeah. Your first major tour, you're opening up for Kenny Rogers. Come on now, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So. For all those who have been listening to my interviews, I always ask my uh, my uh, guests, which are musicians, uh, which one would you rather prefer, this or this band? Yeah. Lately, I've been asking them, um, uh, Deftones or Incubus. I'm always going to go for Incubus. That's that is my jam. That's my that's my you know that's my band. Um, if I compare them to Incubus. Yeah. It's so hard for me to. Decide whether I would let brother listen to George Street or Garth Brooks. Yeah, but it's always gonna be Garth. Well, hold on. Wait a second. Wait a minute. See, I don't Wait know. I don't. Second. I don't know. It's always you know. It, that's that. That's a tough one. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. So yeah. I'm a Johnny Cash guy myself, but John, that's just me. yes, yes, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash. So, so would you rather listen to Johnny Cash or Garth Brooks? I would have to say Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I would have to, even after yeah. my my. Uh, and we're gonna get into this. We're gonna get into this later. But yeah. you know, in whenever we talk, whenever we pick what our next episode is going to be, I typically like to listen to the you know greatest hits. Uh, a, you know, find a Spotify playlist or something like that. 
no Garth Brooks songs on Spotify. Nowhere. Not um, on. And there's a reason for that, and we'll get to that later. So. Yeah. I, no, he's not on Apple Music, but that's okay. We're, we're going to get through it anyway. He's not on any streaming platforms at all. So Yes, he we'll is. Yes, he, we'll, he is. We'll, a, we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. So Okay. Uh, so, Brooks' second album, No Offenses, which I just showed you earlier in the, in the uh, session, uh, was released in, in 1990 and spent 23 weeks at number one on the Billboard's Top Country album chart. 23 weeks. 23 weeks, yes, <laughs> Number sir. one. Yeah. Wow. So, the album also reached number three on Billboard 200 and eventually became Brooks' highest-selling album to date, with domestic shipments of 17 million. Uh, it contained what would become Brooks' signature song and the Blue Collar Anthem, Friends in Low Places. There it is. Yes. As well as other popular singular, singles, the Thunder Rolls and, and, and Unanswered Prayers. Thunder Rolls is a great song. That is. And and to this date, that was the only two songs, excuse me, that I knew by Garth Brooks. Was <laughs> really? Friends in Low Places <laughs> and Thunder Rolls. <laughs> so I'm just, I am just so like out of the loop when it comes to country music. So I apologize to everybody because it's probably driving everyone nuts. But I, um, it's actually a, there's actually a metal band that covered the Thunder Rolls, and it's so good. I got to, I got to, oh, I, I can imagine. I got to yeah. look up the name before before we end this. Yeah, this episode that would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, in his live show, though, uh, Brooks used a wireless headset microphone to free himself to run about the stage, which is always good because he's a very energetic, energetic guy. Yeah. Uh, adding energy and arena rock. Theatrics to spice up the normal stained country music approach in concert. Because most times you just sit there and play the guitar. That's all you get. Right. Um. So, but the band Kiss was all was also one of Brooks's early musical influencers. Uh, and his show often reflects this. Despite all decided influences, Brooks stated the. Energy, energetic style uh, on his persona is directly inspired by Chris Lodo, Lodo, Lodo. In, mm-hmm. in in late nineteen, in late nineteen ninety, Brooks was inducted into the Grand Ole Opry, which is a big, big deal for big any, deal. for anybody yeah. that's a country artist. Yeah, because that's, that's like going to the go, going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for, for yeah. For, and he hasn't yeah. even been doing music at that point. He hadn't been doing music very long. Two. Um, not as a professional artist, you know. Two albums came out. Two two albums, and, and he's, boom, and he, yeah, yeah, the Which Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, you talked about the uh, the headset. So there was <laughs> there was always this ongoing joke, um, and uh, the band I was in, um, my uh, my brother in law Brian, uh, former co host of of the not religious podca- uh, podcast, uh, Brian played bass and um, there were some songs that we, we, we would do where I would sing a little bit on, I would either harmonize or I would sing some lead parts on while playing drums. And uh, Brian's a sound guy. So he would always talk about like you, you know, I wanted the microphone. I wanted a regular microphone just off to the side that I could, you know, I could do a Dave Grohl or, a, you know, um, Aaron Gillespie and just yeah. you know turn back and you sing into it and you're <laughs> playing the drums and go that and uh, I was like yeah you know that's how they do it and Brian was like it doesn't work it, the sound it's not gonna work you need a, you need a headset and I was like I'm not gonna wear a Garth Brooks headset 
while I'm playing drums. I'm not, I'm not going to do yeah. it. And uh, <laughs> we bickered about that a lot. Uh, yeah, um, so. But yes, uh, he was known for that. And his shirts. Shirts, yes, yes. So And high tops. The man wore high tops like it was, like it was nothing. It was great. I love it. I love seeing those old uh, pictures of him. I think we shirts. I thought he wore like cowboy boots. Think he didn't make cowboy boots. No, I have seen so many pictures of him wearing like Jordans or something. Really? And like, he's yeah, <laughs> he's, got like, he's got his cowboy hat. He's got those shirts on, uh, his headset, and he's rocking uh, some high tops. It's pretty good. Yeah. So the the metal band that covered the the, the Thunder Rolls. Uh, go to your Amazon or wherever you get music from and and look up State of Mind, M-I-N-E, State of Mind. That's a great, that's the, yeah, yeah, do it. Okay, yeah. check it out. We may have to do a cover wars on that now. There you go, yes, sir. I'm sure there's another cover of the Thunder Rolls. I'm sure, there, I'm sure there's thousands, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's move on to the third album. So, uh, Garth Brooks' third album, Rope in the Wind, was released in September of 1991. It, uh, excuse me, it had advance orders of 4 million copies and entered the Billboard 200 at number one, a first for a century artist. Uh, the album's musical content was a melange of uh, country pop and honky-tonk. Uh, singles included The River, What She's Doing Now, and a cover of Billy Joel's Shameless. Oh, that, it would become, oh wait a second. You just taught me something brand new. I had no idea that what that was a cover. Oh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm, no. I thought that was, man, I'm learning. Now you know. I'm learning. You know. I'm learning. Now we'll do another cover wars. There you go. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and we'll have it go up against something else. There we go. Yeah. Um, so it, it would become uh, Brooks' second uh, second best-selling album after No Fences. Uh, the success of Rope in the Wind further propelled the sales of Brooks' first two albums, uh, enabling Brooks to become the first country music artist with three albums listed in the Billboard 200's Top 20 just in one week. Um, after spending time in Los Angeles during the 1992 riots, uh, Brooks co-wrote a gospel country rock hybrid single called We Shall Be Free, to express his desire for tolerance. Uh, the song became the first single off his fourth album, The Chase. The single only reached number 12 on the Billboard Top 20 singles chart, uh, but Brooks' first song in three years to fall, excuse me, to fail to make it to the top 10. Nonetheless, We Shall Be Free peaked at number 22 on the Billboard Christian Songs chart through a marketing deal with Rick Hendricks' company and earned Brooks a 1993 Glad Media Award. Um, which is, you know, like the GLAAD Awards, the um, like Grammys or excuse me, the Dove Awards. Um, you know, there's there's all these like kind of like so and so's version of the Grammys. Right. So the Dove Awards is like the Christian music side of it. The GLAAD Awards, though, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, is the um, for the LGBT uh, community. So. Okay. Uh, nice. Which he is also a big supporter of, and we're going to get into that a little bit later as as well. Which was something I had no idea about. So, right. Um, the uh, next single released off the chase was um, "Somewhere Other Than the Night," followed by "Learning to Live Again," uh, which peaked at numbers one and two on the Hot Country Songs chart, respectively. Uh, the album's final single that summer. Um, when I first read that, um, you know, my I'm. Um, like my eyes are kind of like tired and a little heavy. 
So when I first read it, I thought it said thought summer. And I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, he, did he invent the word thought like way back in no, the early 90s? No, somebody no it is that way. summer. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would go on to thought summer uh, would go on to be the most successful single from the album, uh, reaching number one in July of 1993. Um, also in 1993, Brooks, who had criticized music stores for selling, here's here, here's here's the beginning of why he's not on Spotify and stuff, right? So in 1993, Brooks had criticized music stores for selling UCDs since it led to a loss in proper royalty payments. The guy wants his money, and I don't blame him. Persuaded Capitol Records to not ship his 1993 album in pieces to stores which engaged in this practice. This led to several antitrust uh, lawsuits against the record label, ending with Capitol shipping the albums to the stores. Despite the delay in the shipping, In Pieces was another success, peaking at number one on both the Billboard 200 and Top Country Albums charts and selling a total of nearly 10 million copies. After a delay in its worldwide release, the album also peaked at number two on the United Kingdom Albums chart that same year, the Red Strokes became Brooks' first single to make the UK uh, singles chart, reaching a high of number 13. It was followed by Standing Outside the Fire, which reached number 23. And then uh, previous albums, No Fences, Rope in the Wind, and The Chase, also remained in the top 30 in the UK albums chart. I have always been amazed that a country artist, something that is primarily enjoyed by people in the United States, and not even all over the United States, the stuff, the Southern States um, can have success in another country. I've always been amazed by that. Like, you know, there's so many genres out there that feel like they're universal and like anybody can enjoy them. And I have always felt like the, the popularity of country music would probably never leave the South. (laughs) And when that, when that happens, I'm like, that's cool, man. Like, that's good. I'm glad to see that. So, well, I mean, music does speak to a lot of people. So, it does. Not just in America, not not just the South. Everywhere, right. everywhere across the across the globe. That's but right. uh, yeah, that summer um is probably my second thought favorite summer. You mean thought summer? Thought summer. <laughs> that's gotta be. Up there with with what with my favorite song ever that he's ever written so far. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of lot of great songs. I I, I just don't know which one. Is, I mean, the Red Strokes has a fantastic song as well. Yeah. Um, some other than that. it's it's I I can't decide. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. and I don't know who can because even though you say that you know, that uh insert name here is your favorite song. There, right. there's like two other songs that might be better, or I, I, I don't know, I don't know. So, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's all, um, sub- subjective, I guess you would say the word is. Yeah, but uh, but in November of '95, though, uh, Brooks released Fresh Horses, uh, his first album of new material in almost two years. Uh, within six months of its release, though. The album has sold over 3 million copies despite its promising start. Uh, Fresh Horses plateaued quickly, topping out the quadruple platinum. Uh, the, the album's lead single, 
She's Every Woman. I'll pick that number one, though, on the Billboard Hot Country Songs charts. However, it's follow-up single, The Fever, an Aerosmith cover that I wow. did not know about also. Look at that. Only picked that to number 23, becoming Brooks the first country single not to chart the top 10. However, Brooks had three additional top 10 singles from the album, including uh, The Beaches of Cheyenne, uh, which reached number one. <clears throat> In 97, though, uh, Brooks released his seventh studio album, Simmons, which is one of my all-time favorites also. Wow, and perfect for 1997. Seven. Right. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Right. So, uh, the album was originally scheduled to be released in August of 1997, um, allowing for promotion during Brooks's Central Park concert. However, plans went alright <laughs> after a dispute with Capitol Records. You know, leave it to the record company to mess it all up, right? They're the um, worst. They are the worst. Yeah. The Central Park concert was, went on its plan, though, of receiving 980,000 fans in attendance and becoming the largest concert in park history. Wow. Uh, Simmons debuted at number one in both Billboard 200 and the Top Country album charts. It later began became Brooks's fourth album to release to reach sales of ten million copies. The album included the duet in another in another eyes with Trisha Yearwood, his wife. His wife. Now right. his wife, I, 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 don't, I had no idea until we researched it, but yes. I'm still wife. amazed how 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 uh, celebrities uh, marry and divorce and he's still with Trisha yeah. all this time. But um mm-hmm. I think he was uh, divorced one time too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, and then there's with Trisha Yearwood, which reached number two on Hot Country Songs charts, and its first single, "Long Neck Bottle," with Steve Warner, Warner, W A R I N E R, something like that, <laughs> reached number one. Uh, the album spawned two additional number one songs, two pina coladas, two pina coladas, colados, and two make you feel my love. Uh, a Bob oh, Dylan cover, another is, cover. The guy likes awesome. his covers. Yeah, which was a top ten hit on the adult, adult hot adult contemporary track chart. And was and was and was released on the soundtrack to the film Hope Floats. I can't talk today for some reason, <laughs> but that's okay because that's nothing new to our listeners here. It's okay. It's getting um, late. That's all. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, but uh, it's okay. We're still going strong. But yeah, I I had no, okay. So we had three cover songs that he did, and I have no idea that he did the covers. It. And now, now you know. Yeah. And, that makes you want to go and listen to the original and see which one that you prefer. There right. you go. Right. Just like we do in a couple wars. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in 1999, I am so glad we, we have gotten here because I'm very excited to talk about this. Uh, in 1999, cr- uh, Crooks. Chris. Uh, no, I hadn't, I'm, I'm going to get it. Garth Brooks took on the persona of 
Chris Gaines, a fictitious rock and roll musician and character for an upcoming film titled The Lamb. In October of 1999, the film's pre-release soundtrack, Garth Brooks in The Life of Chris Gaines, also dubbed Gaines' Greatest Hits, uh, was released um, to the uh, much public criticism uh, that followed. Brooks was uh, Brooks had also appeared as Gaines in a television mockumentary. <laughs> I need to go find this. A yeah. television mockumentary for the VH1 series Behind the Music. And as the musical guest on an episode of Saturday Night Live, which he also hosted as himself. Uh, if I remember, if I remember that correctly, I believe that is the one where uh, I know Garth Brooks was in it. I don't know if this was the Chris Gaines thing, but it is where uh, Garth. Garth Brooks is like playing a guitar and he sells his soul to the devil and Will Ferrell is Satan <laughs> and he comes out and, and he's like yeah. trying to, he like, he's like, you want to sell your soul so you can become a rock and roll star? I'll show you how to do it. And, uh, and he, he comes uh, in with these awful songs for Christmas. Like he can't play guitar <laughs> worth a crap. And he's like, wait, I've got it. Just hold on. Just there's a lot of pressure. It's so funny. That's one of my yeah. favorite SNL skits of all yeah. time. I totally forgot about that until just now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, go look it up. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, but uh, so Brooks' promotion of the album and the film did not garner very much excitement, though, and the failure of the Gaines Project was evident mere weeks after the album was released. Yeah. I wish I just want everybody to like look up a picture of Chris Gaines <laughs> and like he he kind of looks like. So you remember the he, third Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire? He looks yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it yeah. reminds me of. Like his hair's a little bit longer, but it's like black and it's he's like, like he's, he's an emo I'm version. Sure he's wearing eyeliner. He's the emo version of Garth Brooks. That's right. His, it's it's right, his yeah. emo counterpart, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the majority of the of the American public was either bewildered or completely unreceptive to the idea of Brooks portraying a rock and roll musician. Uh, sales of the album were unspectacular to say the least um, at least compared with most of his previous albums and although it made uh, made number two on the Billboard 200 chart expectations have been higher and retail stores began heavily discounting their oversupply less than expected sales of the album more than two million wow uh, brought the project to an, an an indefinite hiatus in February of 2001 and gains quickly faded into obscurity uh despite the less than spectacular response to the gains project brooks uh gained um first and only billboard um top 40 pop single lost in you uh the album was later certified double platinum by the riaa so still went double platinum um which is still an amazing feat uh to even be able to go platinum one time uh, double platinum pretty good so Chris Gaines. I wonder if the Lost in You was. I think Lost in You was on Simmons, and I deeply, deeply love that song. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw the video for that for that song, but you need to go. Uh, that's such a fun video to watch. Was he? Was it as Chris Gaines? No, it was Garth Brooks. Did he do any music videos as Chris Gaines? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I'm gonna look I, it up. I don't think I. Go, I don't think he did because all he did, did was come up with the greatest hits album and, and nobody knew the, the hits. So I'm, I'm, I, I, 
We need to get him on the show and say, "Hey, man, what were you?" <laughs> I want him to come on. Ask Chris Gaines. <laughs> ask Chris Gaines. The right, the, the the resurrection of Chris Gaines on when words fail. How it's awesome just, would that be? How awesome would that oh, be? Oh wow, there is a music video really? for Lost in You at him as Chris Gaines. Yes. Um. Oh gosh, he. So I'm kind of watching it, mm-hmm. and he looks like um. Oh, Chris Angel. Mind freak, the, okay. magi- the magician. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna... Okay, so that was not the song that I love because because okay. because it, it wasn't Chris Gaines. It was a full on God Brooks out. Yes, I'll look it up this, in a minute. I'll look it up in a minute. That's really so. something. You should yeah. do a, a reaction. Reaction. Oh, okay. Reaction I will. I'll, it, yeah, so. I, yeah, I need to go back and do reactions because I've been slipping. But um, I know, man. I love those. Yeah. <laughs> So as his career flourished, though, this is uh, back to Garth Brooks because he's done with Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines is dead. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess we went. No, yeah. but he could re- re- uh, come back from the ashes on when the birds fell. I kind of hope he does. I know, right? Yeah. 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 So, uh, oh, um, will qu- be featured on a Machine Gun Kelly song. <laughs> no, God, please don't. <laughs> so, I don't like, but yeah. So, uh, one question. Um, about Chris Gaines, what kind of music was Chris Gaines? Was he like a like a like a country or like kind of like a, be like a rock? Yeah, okay. kind of like a a a butt rock. Um. Oh, okay. Artist. So yeah, I got it. One of those. Nothing but rock. Go listen to our butt rock episode. Yes, please. We'll, we'll, you'll know what, from, what we're talking about. from way back when. Way back. Yep, yeah, that's so. oldie. Yep, oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie. Yep. But as his career flourished, back to Garth Brooks. Brooks seemed frustrated by the conflicts between career and family. He first talked of retiring from performing in 92 and again in 95. But each time, he returned to touring. In 99, Brooks appeared on the Nashville Network's Crook and Chase program. Um, I, I, I remember that show. Again, mentioning... Again, mentioning retirement in a more serious tone. Um, on October 26th of 2000, though, Brooks officially announced his retirement from recording and performing. Oh, man. But oh, late, oh. later that evening, though, uh, Capitol Records noted Brooks' achievements of selling 100 million albums in the U.S. alone, celebrating wow. at, at National Gaylord's Entertainment Center. Brooks It is. Brooks's final album before retirement, Scarecrow, which is a song that I that I like to death, but I can't remember the song name mm-hmm. for some odd reason. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Scarecrow was released on November thirteenth, two thousand and one. The album did not match the sales of the sales levels of Brooks's heyday, though, but it still held well or sold well. Reaching number one on Billboard's 200 and top country album charts. Although he staged a few performances by for promotional purposes, Brooks stated that he would re- be retired from recording and performing at least until his youngest starter finished high school. And that's notable. Because yeah. when you go on tour a lot and, and you have kids, you don't see them all the time. Yeah. Because I don't know how much he toured, but it sounded like he toured a hell of a lot. And yeah. he misses, you know, their, their first everything, but practically, you know? Yeah. So, 
And I and I can imagine that he wanted to stay home with um his wife Trisha and his daughters and uh yeah, so that's that's very um commendable that he wanted to yeah. be with them. You know, uh a few months ago I went to a um I went to a conference with some people uh from my church. Um and uh Allie was able to go with us and we went to uh Atlanta um to Passion City Church down there. Um, great church, great band and all. Um, and it was a, it was a conference for people that are involved like in church with worship music and with like the production side of it. And you could sit in on these like little seminars that they were having, like in between everything. Right. Right. So I don't know if you remember, but there was a, there was a like contemporary Christian band in the nineties called delirious um i have heard of them, a little yeah. bit yeah they had a little bit of success um they were on the you know on the radio and stuff but the singer of that band martin smith he's from uh england um he was at this conference and we sat in on one of his uh little seminars that he was doing he was talking <laughs> and you know one of the things that came up was like you know what how do you how do you balance a life like that as a performer um, and having a family because he has like four or five kids, I believe. And he said, you know, that that's that's a that's a good question. Like my he's he said that his wife and, and him had been married for, you know, however long, 20 something years, and they've had these kids together, and they have an agreement that if he has to go on tour, and I believe he said if it's more than two weeks, he doesn't do it. Um right. And he won't, he'll turn a tour down if it's more than two weeks. If it, if he does agree to do the two weeks, his family has to come with him. So it has to be like, like the kids are on summer break or something like that. And he takes his family with him on tour because that is his top priority. He's like, yeah, that like this stuff is nice. And I've missed out on some awesome tours. Um, because I was going to have to be gone for too long, but I care about my family more than that. And I was like, that's really cool. Like, you have to come up with a system and you, your priorities start to really come into play, especially when you have kids. And, um, you know, that's nice of him to, to be like, like, I, yeah. I, I'd love to keep playing music, but I would, I'm, I'm going to wait because I need to spend time with my kid because right. I won't get these years back. Exactly, so, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But anyway, but the song that I want you to look up when you get yeah. off here is going to type up mm-hmm. wrapped up in you. By Garth okay. Brooks. That's from Miss okay. Simmons album. Fantastic song, fantastic video. It's a fun video. Yeah, I'm going to be able to find it too. It's and, YouTube. <laughs> right. And that's the, that's the, that's my that's my favorite song from him right now. Yeah. Ever. Okay. Well, ever wrapped up in you by Garth Brooks. So I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. I need I need to be educated. I tried to get educated before we before we did this episode, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. So it's um, that that summer. I mean, wrapped up in you is my first favorite, and 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 that summer is my second favorite of all right. time. So yeah, so. very nice. Uh, so yeah, cool. Well, um, Brooks took a very brief break from retirement early in 2005 to perform in various benefit concerts. He also released a new single, "Good Ride Cowboy," um, as a tribute to his late friend and country singer and biggest influence, as we mentioned before, Chris Ledoux. Uh, in January of 2009, Brooks made one, made another one of few public, um, appearances since his retirement, 
performing at the uh, We Are One, the Obama inaugural celebra- uh, celebration at the Lincoln Memorial Concert in Washington, D.C. Uh, in his three-song set, Brooks performed We Shall Be Free, along with covers of Don McLean's American Pie and the Isley Brothers' Shout. Mm. Uh, on October 15th, 2009, Brooks suspended his retirement to begin Garth at Wynn, a periodic weekend uh, concert residency at Encore Las Vegas on the Las Vegas Strip. The schedule allowed Brooks to both have the family life during the week and, the, and to uh, continue to perform on the weekend. The financial terms of the agreement were not announced, but Steve Wynn did disclose that he gave Brooks across, uh, excuse me, access to a private jet to quickly transport uh, transport him between Las Vegas and his home in Oklahoma. Uh, Brooks' first weekend, uh, uh, excuse me, his first weekend on shows in Vegas received positive reviews and was called the antithesis of Vegas glitz and the Country Singers Arena and Stadium Extravaganzas by USA Today. Uh, the shows featured Brooks performing solo acoustic concerts uh, and included a set list of songs that have influenced him. Artists covered in the show included Simon and Garfunkel, Bob Seger, Billy Joel, and Don McLean. His first performances at uh, Encore Las Vegas coincided with his wedding anniversary uh, to his wife, Trisha Yearwood. Uh, who joined him for two of the songs? That would have been cool to be yes, to, yeah. to have been there to see something like that. You right. Know? I wonder if there was any footage of it. Probably on YouTube. Probably somewhere on YouTube. Got to be. Yeah. There's got to be something. So. Yep. On uh, June nineteenth, twenty eighteen, Brooks released a new single, "All Day Long," uh, the first off his twenty twenty album, "Fun." Hmm, okay. Uh, the right fun. Twenty twenty was not very fun. No, by the way. no, but he tried to make it fun for all of us. So, <laughs> I respect the man for that. Uh, the release also included a B side, "The Road I'm On." Uh, in August twenty eighteen, Brooks announced their a new live album, "Triple Live," to be released in partnership with Ticketmaster. And I think that's the that's the um, live album, live vinyl record I have, "Triple mm-hmm. Live." Um, during the COVID-19 pandemic, though, Brooks, Brooks and wife Trisha Yearwood uh, performed an informal concert broadcast on Facebook Live, which I did see some of that. I remember, uh, the I remember website, those days. <laughs> the, the Facebook Lives yeah, a few years ago where yeah. everybody couldn't go to a concert, so they had to watch them on their phone, which that's what I did anyway. I, I just watched concerts <clears> on my phone all the time. I've seen two concerts the well, virtual concerts I saw yeah. on uh, Avatar, yeah, and I saw my boy's demon on there. So that was Woo. that was good and fun. Yeah, uh, but the website on Facebook uh, crashed multiple times, as an estimated <laughs> five point two million streams at the broadcast. Wow, Jeez. I wonder why it crashed a couple times. Yeah. As a result of this, though, Brooks and Yearwood performed a concert in the, at the same format at the following week. Because, you know, I mean, why not try to crash it for the second time in a row? <laughs> Got to make it up, man. Got to yeah, make man. it up to the peeps. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, broadcasting live on CBS, along with a donation of $1 million to relief efforts. The CBS special scored an estimated 5.6 million viewers. On July of, uh, on July seventh though, uh, Brooks and Yearwood 
performed a part two uh, to their previous online concerts, taking song requests and again uh, uh, broadcast on Facebook Live. On June 27th, though, on 2020, uh, Brooks performed a concert broadcast at 300 drive-in theaters throughout North America. Brooks released his most recent album, Fun, on November 20th, 2020. Nice. Once again, not very fun. Nope. 2020. I gotta, I gotta download Thank that God. album and uh, and uh, and uh, see what that's about because everything that I mean, yeah. with with the exception to Chris Gaines, it's great. It's great. So yeah, yeah. Well, this is something I wanted to bring up because it this is this is interesting. Uh, again, when it comes to a lot of country music artists, like I mentioned before. I never thought that like their popularity would escape anywhere, but <laughs> outside of the, uh, the, the deep South. So that being said, you typically don't see a lot of support for this uh, group of people in the deep South. So a country music artist to say that they're supportive of gay rights uh, is just shocking and you don't hear about it very much, but um, yeah. So in, uh, and it's pride month. So, I mean, that right. works, right. Uh, in 1999 interview with uh, with George, uh, Brooks said that um, if you're in love, you've got to follow your heart and trust that God will explain to us why we sometimes fall in love with people of the same sex. Lyrics to the songs We Shall Be Free features the line, when we're free to love anyone we choose, which has been interpreted as a reference to same-sex relationships. Brooks won, a 19, as mentioned before, a 1993 GLAAD Media Award for that song. Uh, and in 2000, Brooks appeared at the Equality Rocks uh, benefit concert for gay rights. He sang a duet who, uh, with openly gay singer George Michael. We got to do a George Michael episode. We briefly touched on um, Wham for a little bit there. We did a um, yeah. Uh, we talked about we did a cover Come wars for Christmas, last Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I love George Michael. We need to do a George Michael episode. Yeah, we do. The show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he died of like what cancer, right, or something like that at an early early age. I believe right? it was cancer. I think it's yeah. It's he was he was still fairly young. Yeah, yeah. I believe he, I, I believe it was cancer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Brooks's half sister Betsy Smittle, who died in 2013, was a well-known musician, releasing her own album, um, "Rough Around the Edges," as Betsy, and part of Brooks's band for four, for some years now. She also worked with the late country star Gus Harding and other musicians in Tulsa. Smith was a lesbian, and Brooks had cited credited to her with some of the inspiration for his support for his same-sex marriage. Yeah. Uh, yeah so that's okay. Well, I never knew yeah. that he had a he had a uh, half sister, you know. So, mm-hmm. so that's awesome. So now you're you're probably wondering when we were going to get to this, and now we're here. We're finally here. We're going to talk about why in the world you can't listen to Garth Brooks on Spotify, Apple Music, or any of that, and you have to go to YouTube. Um, so Spotify contracts, just to break, I read a whole article about it, and I felt like this was the meat, the okay. meat of the article. So this is all you you guys really need to know. You can go check it out. We'll have the the source link later, but. Um, yeah. yeah, so what you need to know is Spotify contracts with artists uh, boil down in two things, right? 
Um, they will give the artist a cut of revenue from every song played on their site, but they will also offer the artist marketing opportunities to reach new audiences for more money. Mm. This is why Garth Brooks doesn't have an account because he could not agree with those terms. He wants full ownership to control who gets his music and where it goes without any restrictions or limitations. This could be why there are no current plans for him to even join Spotify, um, which isn't too surprising considering how much um, how much power he has in the music industry. Now, there are some people who, honestly, I'm, supply, I'm surprised that Metallica has anything on Spotify because remember the whole Napster thing? Yeah. Like back yeah. in the 90s, like they had a huge problem with that. But he is very, very... Um, protective of his uh of his music and I, from what i have heard now yes i use spotify um and i use it i use it daily and i use it for a lot of things podcasts and music but i have always heard that they are not very fair with how they pay um they're not their art they're not so apple um, music I hate that and apple music yeah. pays them a lot more than spotify ever will so. Right. Yeah, I I have heard that. So okay. So so if if I um I would add something to this section too because from him I saw a video of him um saying that he wants to be paid more, which is rightfully. I mean, they're his songs, so why not, right? Right. But he also says that he doesn't want people to download single songs. He wants people to download the whole album so the they can appreciate album. the whole album as a whole album, you know? Right. But then people can say that his concerts, he, he takes one song from this and so he's, he's kind of contradicting himself, but I'm really, you know? but I'm not sure what that, you know, what that is. Um, yeah, but, that's but, why sometimes when you go to like some songs, and I don't, I haven't seen it so much on Spotify. Yeah, uh, I definitely remember, excuse me, seeing it on Apple Music. But some of those songs, like you can't like listen to just one song. It says available only, um, or right. album yeah. only, or something yeah. like that. Like you have to actually buy the album to be able to listen yeah. to that one song. Right, and that's kind of frustrating, but you know it is what it is. And if I was a music artist that was depending on people to <clears throat> buy my music, I, I guess I would I would understand why yeah. I would want the same thing. You know what I mean? So that's why. Okay, so I uh, I think now you can only get his um things on on Amazon Music because I think that's the only supporter that yeah. he supports. Although yeah. you can always buy. Right Let's go old school and yeah. buy a CDs, y'all. You know, thank you. Let's do it anytime you want if I, you have a CD player. I started buying physical copy because I think it's better because you'll get like the in, like, like yeah. the inlays and the, the booklet. You can see all the right. pictures and everything on, now. and yeah. most of them come with lyric sheets. I've always yeah. wanted to know what they say in the music because back back when I was kid, I'm like. The hell did you just say? You know, <laughs> you know. So I'm like, yeah. all right, okay. So this is what he said. Okay, cool. You know, right, yeah, yeah. We did lyrics, James. Yeah. You know, so yeah. yeah. So that's 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 the main reason why I support physical copies now. Definitely. And and when you buy it, it's yours, you know, because because they'll there come a time where I right. I've actually seen where like Apple Music or like Spotify would take down albums with. No reason at all, right? So, and with 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 physical copies, you don't have to worry about that, you know. Do right. forever. Oh so, yeah. 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 
So. Well, I think that wraps it up. Let's, uh, let's, I found something that was very, uh, had some very uh, kind words to say about his legacy, um, even though he's still with us, you know, so hopefully he's with us for a very long time. Um, but Garth Brooks created a seismic shift in the popularity and the perception of country music when he sh- uh, shot to stardom in the early 1990s. He wasn't the first country act to headline arenas, but he was the first to approach the shows as if he were an arena rock act. Uh, when, uh, excuse me, um, what he did introduce, particularly on stage, was a rock and roll intensity. Um, Alice Cooper said, uh, musically, he was always uh, um, pointed. Uh, excuse me, he always pointed people to the uh, to the Georges, George Strait, and George Jones. But he took on stage cues from arena rock acts that he had seen in the seventies, like Aerosmith. So there was this guy singing a country song about a rodeo, but he was running around on stage like Mick Jagger and wearing a cowboy hat. And I personally, um, I think that's great. I think he 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 did a great job of bringing those other elements into his act that caught your attention. And it was more than just a guy getting up on stage with a guitar and a cowboy hat mm. um, and just kind of singing a few songs and, and then moves on like he made a show out of it right and those music videos are fun to watch because of that so good for you not only it says a lot when you're not only a great songwriter and a great singer but when you can also perform and you do a wonderful job and you keep people coming back more for those live shows and i do like the fact that he's that he says that he took inspiration from kiss because they because they do give you more than just that's right four guys playing yeah so you're you're in it to win it for the show and I think yeah. that's very, very awesome that he did that too. You know? Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, there it is. Uh, Old Garth. Garth Brooks. So if that makes you happy, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad we can do it for you. Um, make you happy like that because start talking about something, something like Garth Brooks always, always gets you in a better mood. But if you need that little extra oomph to get through the day, uh, Mr. Brosley here has some mental health minute for you right now. Yeah, let's do our mental health minute. Uh, today's mental health minute, set realistic goals for yourself. Uh, dec- decide what you want to achieve, whether that's academically, professionally, uh, and personally, and write it down uh, and write down the steps that you need to realize your goals. Aim high, but be realis- uh, realistic and don't overschedule yourself. You'll enjoy a tremendous sense of accomplishment and self-worth as you progress towards your goal. I've been doing that recently. I've got little goals that I've been doing, uh, whether that's at work or things around the house or something with a drum shed, you know, like I, there's, if, if I can at least do that, I will feel like I made, I, I did something I, and I accomplished it. And this, this also kind of goes towards my love for doing puzzles as well, because that is a goal that you set whenever you sit down to do a puzzle. Okay. I've got to make this, I've got to get this picture done and I've got to, thousand pieces that i've got to put together but i'm going to get it done and there is a sense of satisfaction that comes with finally completing that thing because even though like that me completing that puzzle doesn't mean that anything else in the world is going to now happen because i completed that puzzle but that was for me you know what i mean and uh it's important do that but academically hey you want to go back to school go back to school man Get whatever, get your master's in whatever you you want and whatever is going to make you happy. Um, professionally, you want that promotion, 
go for it. Set those goals. What is it going to take for you to get there? Um, and work your way up to it. And I promise you, your mental state will be so much better when you see those little little victories, as um, I've heard them called before. And uh, you'll be a lot happier. I promise. Well, going back to the puzzle thing, uh, a putting a putting puzzle together, it's almost like coloring. You know, they're yes. uh, they're like a stress reliever. Black. You know, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Some people don't think so. Some people have told me I hate putting puzzles together and I get more frustrated and I just, you know, I give up too easily. It's like, right, but that's the, that's the thing, man. And, and thank God, like Allie found something that was like a, there's a, it's a mat that you can like roll the puzzle up and it like kind of like saves your, your pieces uh, wherever you were at. So it's really cool. And Cause I've got like a haunted mansion one that I've been working on that's <laughs> yeah. hard and it's really, it's, it, there's a lot of just like black puzzle pieces. They're just black. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, why are there so many freaking bl- black? I don't know where that, where it goes. I've got everything else and I got to figure out where all these black with nothing, no kind of like pattern to them or anything. I got to figure out where these things go and it does get frustrating, but it, I'm telling you, you get it done, and you're. It's such a satisfying thing. So, yeah. One of my uh, Facebook friends on Facebook, um, obviously, right? <laughs> Facebook friends on Facebook. <laughs> one of my Facebook friends on Instagram. Um, he does puzzles <laughs> with his daughter, and he bought it, and and they go out and buy um like music puzzles, like yeah, like of like of covers. Yeah, but I would I would hesitate on getting the Beatles White Album puzzle. Imagine putting that monster. Good luck. Yeah, it's just like you're. Or, you're hard to mention. Yeah. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, so I can see, yeah. you know, the stress <laughs> level going to the hundred to, you know, clear to hundred real fast. But when you get well, it, when you get it together, man, it's all you know. That's that, that's yours. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, thanks to everybody listening to, to the show today. Uh, be sure to share this with your friends and family, and go on pick cherries and pick out your favorite snippets of uh, our podcast and send them to your friends and family. Everyone that you know, uh, please be sure be sure to share. Uh, that's a tongue twister. Be sure to share uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, leave a rating and review if you'd like this our podcast grow. Uh, if you do, we'll read your review on the show right here. So yes, the best way to stay up to date with us is by following us on all of our social media. Uh, we are on Instagram. It's at when words fail podcast. We are on Facebook as well. It's WWFMS podcast. We are also on Twitter. It's at when words fail MS. And we are on the TikTok of which James is doing a, a, a wonderful job of posting on there. Uh, go check it out. Give us a follow. It's at when words fail music speaks. Yes. So set ideas or personal stories of how music helped you. And if you, um, have any story that that involved us uh, helping you in the in your life? Um, please write us at when words fail podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, where you can watch interviews, music video reactions uh, of which James is going to start doing again, yeah. uh, vinyl showcases, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash when words fail music speaks. And for all of your links. To find out more about us or to get some awesome merchandise. Uh, some of that new merch, dude. Yeah, visit our website, www.winwordsfailmusicspeaks.com.
That's right. Uh, and uh, that logo we just mentioned was created by One Up Graphics. You can find him on uh, Instagram and Twitter. It's at One Up Graphics. Uh, James created our original one. That that is that design is also still available, right? Yes. In, uh, yes. On the public, so yes. you can get that original design that James uh, created there. Uh, our theme song was created by Doc Brass. You can look him up on Instagram and Twitter as well. It's at Doc D O K Brass. Um, if you don't mind checking out my other podcast, it's called South Carolina Spook Show. Um, it's all about true crime and paranormal stories from the state of South Carolina. I just did an episode not too long ago on the wrongful execution of a 14-year-old boy named George Stinney uh, way back in the 40s. And it is a very, very messed up story. Uh, and uh, he was innocent, uh, as it turns out. So go check out that story if you want to, you know, uh, get bummed out. And then you can come over to Wooden Words Fail <laughs> Music Speaks and it'll cheer you up, right? <laughs> Uh, but that is <laughs> my my other show, uh, South Carolina Spook Show, is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Uh, sources from this episode come from the uh, CourierJournal.com, Wikipedia, CountryMusicHallOfFame.org, SpotifyHelp.com, and the University of Michigan. We do not own any of the music that's used in this episode, and no copyright infringement is intended. No, they're not, because we don't have any money. No, not yet. Anyway, so no. Yeah. But we're gonna hold. We're gonna we're gonna stick with it until we get some money. Yes, sir. But still, don't sue us for anything if we do get money. Oh, that's, yeah, that's bad for us. Yeah, still don't sue us. Yeah, don't don't wait <laughs> so, till we have money to sue us. Yeah, Just don't so, do it at all. So in the meantime, though, thanks for listening to our to this episode, and always remember when words fail, music speaks. Bye, guys.